Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Hello? Hello! <laughs> uh, Ron, you're muted. All right, okay, there you go. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. My dog is talking too. Hello. I, uh, dog. I, I came. Uh, oh, here I could, I could add video if you like. I didn't realize we were video. Uh, video should be starting. Yeah, and video starts along with uh, uh, along with the dog barking. Uh, dog, hey. So John, she'll stop in a moment. Is that uh, Audubon bracelet you still have on your wrist? I can't give it up. It's um. I'm just going to wear it till the season starts again. It's starting to smell funny, but oh well. <laughs> what else is new? No, I Oh, that sounds I, great. I chopped my wrist with a grinder on my floor the other day. The concrete text, floor? Yeah, I texted my buddy. I go, do I need stitches? He goes, oh, most certainly. <laughs> so, oh, wait a minute. He's, Ron's back. Two Rons are here. Two Rons, no waiting. Hey, there's Ron Damish. Hey, two Rons. There we go. Look at you. There we go. It says it's recording, so, so I'm assuming. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to use Zoom as their format with today's world of COVID. And yeah. uh, they all seem fairly good, so it not a problem. It, it says recording, so I hope we don't have to do this twice, right? No, John, it looks as though you're in the witness protection program. You're just a silhouette. Is there something you're hiding? He doesn't have his, his Instagram uh, lighting system that he you know, does for goes, his. Oh, goes back and come forth. On. That, uh, <laughs> come on. I have a, a little better. background behind me. Yeah. I got trees. I've got a dog. I've got oh, a dog. Oh, hey. See? What kind of dog? Uh, it's a uh, shit something and a uh, uh, Bison Freeze, two names that I'm not clear on, but they, they summarize it by calling it a teddy bear dog. But in mixed company, I don't really call it a teddy bear dog because it makes me feel even sillier than walking it with a pink collar and leash. On the dog, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. She's, uh, she's, anyway, she'll, she'll likely be part of the podcast at some point when my wife uh, arrives home. So I'll try and what's scamper the, what's, to a what's location. What's her name? Her name is Gracie. Gracie. Okay. So we know that Gracie. that's, that's great. That's a good dog name. I like it. I like well, it. Well, my granddaughter picked it. So uh, I have to like it. I don't have to like it, but I choose to like it. You I, deal with it. Had I known we were going to be on video, I would have shaved. Well, luckily no one else has seen just the three ugly mugs that you're looking at right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm going to try to do, uh, you know, some type of video video type casting maybe next year or something but anyway okay that's good that's good and, well, and good. i'm glad this uh, this worked out well welcome to the audubon country club podcast i'm joined with producer mark mcfarland producer mark mcfarland and 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 ron dabish ron dabish and your exact title is expanding is that right what what exactly is your title <laughs> at the club all around great that's what guy. i do in the off season john is uh is, is i i expand i expand in the off season uh I, i'm director of sales and marketing believe it or not and you have been on the podcast for 
one of the funniest podcasts. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Uh, it was a blast. So go back and check out Ron's personal podcast to find out more about his history and how he ended up at the Audubon Country Club. But today, we're going to talk about 2020. We are. What a 2020. What a year it's been. What a year it's been. Chock full of fun. (laughs) And ends in a weird note. Starts weird, ends weird. Yeah. uh, So, of course, we all normally get going in April. And the club opened up, I can't remember, middle of April, right? We were about two weeks behind is all. Is that right? No, I think we were further along than that. And I, I, uh, I was thinking of that this morning, uh, uh, recapping all the things I should know by heart. And that's one that I didn't look up. So I think it was more into May, um, unfortunately. But uh, it was surprisingly earlier than we expected. We qualified as a, uh, an essential business, which I think is true, uh, in light of the fact that we have the name Country Club uh, in our name. So golf clubs were able to open sooner than many businesses, and we kind of jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah, I think the, the um, initial, the second opening was around May 20th, as I'm looking through my emails here. And I think the first, because um, it was, it was uh, Shut down for a little. It's still bit. probably raining coldy like it normally opens. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just to right. add to the fun. <laughs> that's how, that's how the Audubon <laughs> always opens every year, isn't it? It's a little cold, a little wet, and even in May, uh, it was still cold, a little wet. I, I want to say this is not exactly turning into the Chamber of Commerce program that I anticipated. We're already starting out on a dark note. We need to be more positive here. It's always sunny at Audubon. It's and, always 78 it, it, degrees. It, right, 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 right. And, and <laughs> it did, it became sunny. And then we start, boy, when we, when we came back uh, there mid-May, boy, did we go, it was full speed and uh, yeah. tons yeah. of activity, we did. tons of activity. We did. I mean, um, and when you got a car called, we had full gear. Yeah. So you, you can hear someone who's, uh, who's actually uh, doing a little bit of a, of an appearance here in my podcast. Sorry, uh, my dog is is welcoming my wife's arrival, but uh, I'm going to step away and let uh, let her continue. Uh, okay, Gracie is now part of the podcast. Yay, Gracie! Yeah. So, um, and anyway, we got, yeah, yeah. So we got started in June. I'm trying to think back to um, some of our. I, I mean, we the, you know, we we were able to do a, a summer fest and. Uh, yeah. we were able to do, like I said, a ton, a ton of racing and some, some of it can bet condensed into a schedule that was full speed. I mean, racing all the time. Right. We did make some major adjustments to the racing schedule, uh, and members just as, uh, as great as they all are, they, they jumped to attention and, uh, we had not only great numbers in our uh, our race participation, but we had record-breaking months in member attendance in general. Um, I actually did bring some data along in preparation. So, oh, wow. you know, it's in, in COVID world for us to have a record-breaking July and August, uh, and this is not just in light of what's going on. This is just overall club history. So I think what that is is a testament to 
not only the type of business I think we have because we're kind of a sanctuary for our members to escape to, um, but also just the you know the loyalty of the members that we've we've accumulated over the 16 years of the club's history. It says a lot. So it's uh, we really do appreciate the support. And I think a lot of it also goes to the Audubon staff. What a hellaciously great team of people you guys have put together that when yeah. we come there, things are organized, things flow well, you know, it's not a mess. When, you know, members get there, we're welcomed at the gatehouse to all the way to the track and on the track. So kudos to you guys yeah. as well. We do have a phenomenal team and, and a hardworking team that uh, zigged and zagged when they needed to. And, and, you know, we certainly felt as though we uh, did our best to keep our staff and our members safe all through this whole predicament. Um, but, you know, we didn't have uh, what we had anticipated in the, you know, well, I'm not going to come to work because I'm afraid. No, I, you know, everything was, was really well organized as far as protecting our staff and members. And I think not only the staff felt it and felt comfortable in the environment, but obviously the members did as well. So, you know, again, that's a testament to our leadership team and, and getting the troops organized and, and even more so uh, every last person from maintenance and housekeeping all the way up to operations and safety and, and uh, you know, everyone in between. So it was, you know, at the, at the risk of sounding like one of those posters hanging over your cubicle, it was a team effort. That little kitty is holding on tight. So, yeah, we, I was in, I was in just a couple of those meetings and the ability for the club and the leadership to maneuver and change directions you know, in the Air Force, we had a saying, um, flexibility is the key to air power. And uh, you guys were certainly flexible enough to turn right and then make a quick left-hand turn to get everything accomplished. And I, I, I know that it was, it was a tough start, you know, and it was kind of a blah start. But, boy, as the year went on, you know, and it's, especially in the, in the Graybill house was, you know, well, we don't know what this is going to happen. I'm not going to do it. But, but as the year went on, everybody was gung-ho and everybody was into it. And it was somewhat of a safe haven to come to where we, you know, we escaped. We had a little bit of escape from uh, other stuff that was going on in, in the world. And it was wonderful to get there. And I think we particularly, you know, my side of the house here with the four members here racing and, and participating, it was great. I and mean, we, we had a blast. We just had a blast. That's great. And again, it's, it's a, it's an effort on all parts because everyone, you know, this is all a brave new world for all of us. We don't know how to react. Uh, you know, should we do it? Should, is it safe to come out? Is it right to come out and entertain ourselves? And, and, you know, we're, again, we qualified as an essential business in order to, to open, but we're certainly not law enforcement. We're not the military. We're not the healthcare workers. So we, we want to, you know, humble ourselves to realize that we're not curing cancer or solving the world's problems, but we are providing a great service to our members and, and you know, jobs to a lot of people that uh, fortunately we, we were able to keep our staff together, which is invaluable. You know, we depend upon our staff coming back year after year and, uh, you know, standing out on those cold corners in April and in the downpour of rain, you know, they come back every year for more and, and our teams have uh, really kind of united. It's it's a cool feeling to be a part of it. Yeah. And in every year uh, you host during. So so we had this, you know, great summer. Um, I think the only thing 
Well, I, I think one thing that was added, I think that I believe we called it track cross. That was a big mm-hmm. success. That was kind of one of the new things that was kind of tested out, which was kind of a right. combination of autocross and one lap around the track, which was a blast. Um, I, we had a lot, very large participation, and I hope that uh, that makes another appearance next year. I think that was kind of about the new. Was that the was that the newest thing that we kind of added there? Is there anything else I'm missing? Well, uh, not new so much uh, on another area, but uh, the clays and cocktails. Oh, that's right. That uh, was our good friend yeah. uh, Ben Hasbrook, who is a new person, a new face uh, on the staff side of Autobahn, but not new to the club by any means. <laughs> Definitely not new. Uh, I think he was actually conceived and born at Autobahn, if I understand <laughs> the story correctly. I might not be completely accurate, but this is the internet, so it doesn't really matter. So the, the, uh, the addition of clays and cocktails on a much bigger scale uh, really helped us out and support from our friends uh, at the um, uh, South Shore Jaguar Land Rover for sponsoring it and bringing some cool cars out and and the contributors uh, of, of a couple other you know volunteers and such made it a great event. And I'm not a shooter myself, but I was able to go to the second event and I we had 25, 30 people standing out there on a kind of cold and dreary day just having a blast. So, yeah, I think what, what we were able to focus on in this strange time is the, the, the member as number one, because we couldn't do corporate entertainment. That's a big thing for us. Uh, you know, thousands of butts and seats uh, in our performance fleet and, and a, you know, a fair amount of revenue was set aside because of safety. We could not put on our corporate entertainment programs safely. And that's okay, because it gave us an opportunity to focus 100% of our efforts and resources and new ideas and creativity on members. And I can't tell you how many members have come up to me this season and said, man, this is really a noticeable difference of how much attention we as the members have received. And this is a lesson learned for all of us. You know, we can't set aside the value of our members because it is a membership-based club primarily. All the other things are great. And all the other things are necessary because it generates revenue to keep us from constantly dipping in the pockets of our members for other sources of revenue. Uh, but it really was kind of humbling to hear the, the positive response from a lot of members who noticed the difference that uh, the focus was on them. So let's continue that in 2021 is, is my challenge and my hope. With the addition of our, cor- of our corporate businesses that you can add on top of that. Absolutely, yes. Yes, we definitely want to do that because that feeds the machine. You know, a lot of people think, well, yeah, the corporate entertainment is important. Yeah, the money is good. But what you got to realize is that the manufacturers who give us these cars, this amazing performance fleet, the manufacturers want qualified leads in return. It's promotional consideration provided by. So if I can put enough corporate people into the seats of those cars, in addition to the members utilizing the cars for lunchtime touring, they in return, the manufacturers, receive these qualified leads and they love it. And they give us better cars and more cars every year and it gets better and better. And that also leads to great relationships with the manufacturers that result in circuit rental for arrive and drive programs hosted for the for the manufacturers. So in fact, we've got a Tycon event coming up with Porsche, November 6, 7, and 8. Totally off the radar, just showed up because they had a great response to their Porsche Roadshow in September. Let's do it again. 
So again, that's because of the great relationships we have with the manufacturers that result from the activity of our members and our corporate uh, entertainment folks. So it's uh, it's a big machine and it, it needs to keep uh, working. So uh, again, it's uh, great support from all sides. The a couple things. You got some, oh, go ahead. Yeah, a couple things that you had. I thought was pretty exciting was the the Ford the Ford Performance Day that was out there. That was fantastic. Yeah, the GT five hundred, wonderful. Yeah, forty forty beautiful Ford GT five hundreds, and we we called it the the box of Skittles. Every color imaginable, Uh, just a great car. Tremendous response by the media, by uh, the uh, dealer community, and by Ford owners as well as uh, you know people that are new to the brand. And uh, we had all eyes on us because uh, Ford Corporate was out. This was their first post COVID event. And obviously, you know, we had taken every precaution under the sun. And after the event was over, the Ford executives reached back out and said, listen, you know, you guys went above and beyond. You guys put down the COVID policies so that we as Ford didn't have to do it. It was it was on the track and people appreciated it and felt comfortable enough to get in cars and drive and have fun. And so uh, that was a huge success. And we had Ferrari North America come through. Uh, for a major event for the F8 launch. We had, uh, you know, again, the Porsche Roadshow. We've got the Taycan event coming up. So it's great to see the manufacturers feeling comfortable enough. And again, I think it's a testament to the staff and our operations team and the hospitality team and the housekeeping staff and everyone who made the facility safe. So uh, it's a lot of of bodies that make it uh, possible for us to open the gates every morning. Yeah, Mark, did you have a particular uh, memory? Oh, I was going to even mention, or something? I was actually going to go back to one question thing they brought up real quick. Even towards, as we're coming to the end of the year right now, as we're, you know, we've had so many different vehicles in the performance fleet, thank you. But right now at the end, we've got some new vehicles even coming in and even <laughs> things for the end. When we're not even there, you're going to have a vehicle. For, for, you know, to- we are. Yeah. Yeah. One, a local Ford dealer, uh, uh, Ron Terrapelli Ford, uh, provided a uh, Ford Explorer ST, which, uh, you know, maybe isn't going to stand up against uh, an M2 competition or a Jaguar F type on track, uh, but it does hold its own. You pop that thing into uh, sport mode and it's a fun vehicle. It's a beautiful vehicle. And so they've provided that uh, while we're waiting for Mustangs to be corralled. Uh, we're going to have the, the Explorer ST as our uh, uh, vehicle for the off season. So very often, you know, a lot of people think we just dig our toes in the sand somewhere in Naples in the off season, but there's a lot of work that goes on. And part of that is entertaining prospective members and corporate clients and sponsors. And the best way to get around the facility is certainly not in a Lotus Sabora, as beautiful <laughs> as the cars that is. Uh, it doesn't do well in the five to eight inches of snow. So we're going to dig in with the Explorer ST as our off-season vehicle, thanks to our friends from the, from the dealership. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the Lotus Evora from Mancuso is a, is a recent addition. Uh, obviously, the two, the CT4 and CT5 from Cadillac, thank you. They finally have, have uh, returned with a couple of cars that, uh, you know, next year we're looking forward to the, the high-horsepower Vs, the big monsters coming back. Um, we had Chevy at the Oktoberfest uh, celebration with a, uh, a brand new Corvette and a uh, Tahoe. And uh, they were really impressed with the response from members that 
not only wanted to jump in a new Corvette, but they wanted to look at a Tahoe because they could use it to tow their trailer or bring the kids to the lake house or what have you. So uh, it's just really, again, great response. I think we're hitting the right uh, areas when it comes to our selection of sponsors and partners that, uh, that we work with, uh, because it is all for the members and members love to see that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, exciting stuff, but yeah, the, the fleet is, is continually going to grow and, uh, we've got some things in our back pocket for 2021. We won't, uh, divulge just no hints, no surprises, no, 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 you're not going to dangle like a, like a prancing horse or a bull or any kind of animal. Uh, I, I cannot confirm nor deny any of the uh, vehicles you've referenced. I, uh, <laughs> I'm sworn to secrecy. A bull? Uh, part, of really? part of it is we don't know what's coming, but uh, a bull? A bull? I don't know. A bull would be interesting. Have we ever had a bull? In we've the not. No, we've come close. We've uh, Our friends from Continental Autosports had uh, provided us a number of Ferraris and Maseratis over the years. Uh, we've had McLarens from McLaren Chicago. Uh, and uh, they're wonderful. Couple Pagani's. Couple Pagani's. Yeah. <laughs> Aim high is what you're yeah. saying. No, exactly. you know what? We, we've uh, we've got a great uh, partner with Extreme Experience, and they rent the track and bring all the exotics and give our guests, uh, members, and, and guests an opportunity to drive exotics. But I think we've kept the performance fleet kind of in that niche of of uh, high performance sedans and so forth. Uh, I, I, we've thrown a couple of wild cards in there when we've had Ferraris and, and McLarens and, and the Lodi. Is that plural? Lotus? Lo, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to stick with the uh, with the brands that we've uh, that have been loyal awesome to us. Supporters, great supporters. They, and we too, love so. them all. We love them all. So I have a question for you. Let me shoot yeah. something. Um, and I always like to ask this to everybody that comes on the end of the podcast at the end of the year. Um, crazy years we discussed, but. What were your top, besides the obvious of how the club came together and, and everything, what were your top three highlights? What were the things you look back at the year and you're like, oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. What were your three highlights? Well, we've already talked about the staff and the members and, and, and their part that they played, which cannot be overlooked. Um, I think one thing that really was exciting for me, uh, because I was personally involved with it in, in – uh, interacting with a lot of the guests is our performance drive and performance drive two programs, which are kind of like the, uh, the, the farm system for membership, so to speak. Uh, I'm constantly getting calls from, uh, you know, John Q public, who's got a, a fancy car, a sports car. Hey, I want to drive the track at Autobahn, but I'm not ready to, to buy a membership. What can I do? So we answered the call, Tony Kester and his uh, team of bandits went out and, and figured out how to make the performance drive program, which is a, an all day driving experience that members can participate in as well. Uh, but it's designed for the retail public and it's really small quantities, a uh, uh, small quantity of participants. And uh, they get some uh, classrooms, some uh, braking and cornering drills, some autocross and some lapping on track. And, and the beauty of it is, is that people come out of it and they're like, oh, that was amazing. I wanna learn about membership. And they're becoming better drivers and more skilled drivers. And it's answering the call of how do I get involved and engage with the club? We had most every one of those performance drive programs, including the one most recently hosted in late October, sell out 100%. We have a waiting list of more people that want to participate. And so we created the performance drive too, which 
is uh, obviously the next step in the ladder up towards membership and or racing and so forth. And, uh, you know, that one struggled a little bit initially, but now it's, it's right near the end of the season. It's hitting on all cylinders and we had great success with that. Uh, and, you know, so those programs really, I can't really say enough about how well the team did in creating them and promoting them and, and uh, facilitating them. Uh, because it does give that person who's thinking about membership an option, and it really shows what the strengths of the club are of, of the club is, and that is instruction and safety. Um, and on that kind of a similar vein, you know, we just finished this past Sunday um, the second to the last team driving academy, another sellout. Uh, we have yet another program on the thirty first. I hear Tony's going to actually dress up in a Halloween costume to host the event. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> But uh, that's been a sellout. Almost every single team driving academy that we have hosted has been a sellout. And again, this is something that we struggled initially on, but it's grown and, and the momentum is strong for, for 2021. We have another waiting list of six, eight people. We just can't add enough dates. Well, well I better add Spencer. I got to get better. Spencer on that. He just got his permit last week. So, Oh, uh, uh, well, see now he has to have his license. So we've got a little bit of time before Spencer can jump in the, in the BMW M235s. Thank you, BMW for the 10 M235s they provided, but yeah, there'll be time enough for him to, to jump in in the spring. We're, we're planning on doing at least a couple a month just to okay. uh, fulfill the demand that there is, but yeah, those programs are great. And again, you know, not to diminish the value of our members and the programs we've done for them, but this is a great way to develop additional interest in the club. And the more that we get out there that the club can do things for the general public, uh, the better it is. And, and, and you guys know for, from personal experience, the success of Cart Circuit Autobahn, which is another way that we've reached out to the retail public in a much lower price point than, you know, a full membership or, you know, buying a property and building a garage mahal. Everyone comes to the club and they think they have to buy a million and a half dollars worth of cars and own a building and all this stuff. And it's not the case. So, uh, you know, visiting Cart Circuit Autobahn on a Wednesday through Sunday night and you see the interest in, interest level in not only the leagues, but also an in individual retail uh, interest. And it's just exciting. Um, I have to say, I never imagined that Cart Circuit Autobahn would be as successful as it is, but um, I think people are just tired of racing in warehouses. I think they want gas-powered carts. They want outdoor track. They want under the lights. They want the fun and excitement of racing, uh, and it just uh, you can't do that in a, in a warehouse. So sorry, guys. I know there's places that are very <laughs> successful at that, and I'm not poking you too hard, but uh, there is a difference. You know, there is a difference. I rolled, I rolled into the club Sunday night at seven o'clock or so. And the, you know, it was dark, the lights were on and it was cold. And there was yeah. rental carts going around and around and around <laughs> under the lights. And that's I'm great. like, wow, that's cool. That is. I think and we've become a little too wimpy because we only go out during the day when it's 85 <laughs> and sunny and bright. And, you know, we get a little nervous if it's a little cold, but well, you've I'm got proud the of added advantage. Yeah, you've got the advantage of having seven months out of the season to have fun, and and uh, you know the general public only has a smaller window of opportunity. But you know we're Chicagoans, we're Midwesterners, we're tough. We don't mind if it's cold or a little rainy. We go out and we have fun. I mean, God knows before long we're going to be shoveling snow and complaining about the the dreariness of January and February. So you got to really make hay when the sun shines, and and you know if it's if it's not even sunny, what the heck? You know a little bit of rain 
rain. And we had members out on track today. What a miserable day. Snow on the way in, gloomy and, and cloudy and cold. And there's members out on track having a blast. Why not? Hey, I mean, we even had our, we had what? Well, two technically rain races on our go in the go-karts this year, which was That's something right. that never happened. And literally the last race of the year, as I put it, I think um, we saw all four seasons in about four hours. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it rained, it snowed, it, yeah, it, it literally did everything. And, you know, I, I, I give him a lot of hard time on this podcast, but we got to give that man some credit, Kyle Nadu, for what he did and really put together a wonderful racing season for our young and older carters. Um, yeah. But really, he, his passion oozes every time he's out there. And um, teaching it to the young kids in their little kid carts all the way up to, to the older kids in the senior carts. So yeah. um, he's done a wonderful <laughs> job. So as much as yes. heck as I think I gave him through this year of podcasts, uh, I'll, give, I'll be nice to him just once at the end of the year. Just once. You know, it keeps him on edge. He's going to be a father <laughs> soon. So he's going to get plenty of abuse. He needs a little practice. <laughs> Uh, someone's got to throw some crap at him every so often and he takes it all uh, with a grand salt. He's a great guy. And, and, you know, again, just, there's so many interesting personalities that make up the Audubon, Audubon team that uh, I'm not surprised he's part of it. You know, he's just as nuts as the rest of us. And, and we love what we do because you don't spend 10, 12 hours a day in all weather and seven, six, seven days a week doing something that you hate, you do it because it's your passion. And, and that's what you see in our staff and you see the dedication in our members. And I sound like I'm running for, for office. I'm Ron Davison. I approve this message, <laughs> but uh, don't vote for me. Cause if I win, you'll see all the skeletons in my closet, but I'll, uh, you know, I'll cast a vote for the Audubon team anytime. Vote off and vote early. That's, that's what I would say. Chicago so get way. the vote out. When is this, when is this uh, podcast going to air? Is this going to be tomorrow post election? Tomorrow. So, so that's great that's yeah, great so oh, you guys are fast okay. yeah this will be so, um go out and vote go out this, and vote we're recording this october 27th it'll be uh released uh, t tomorrow and um so i just got a message here i'm, I'm perplexed by what upgraded zoom zoom is talking tell, telling me about we've removed some limit okay great we're unlimited now we can talk for hours with ron um, what I think happened is we mentioned politics and Zoom probably sent some sort of a legal disclaimer. <laughs> so they don't want us talking about politics. Let's talk about something less controversial like our member racing series. So, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so Ron, yeah, the, the member race, huge success. I mean, I think every race was, oh. every race was held. Uh, I don't think yeah. anything was, it was canceled. Uh, makeup, yeah, makeup times, everybody turned out. I, I know, I know from on the car side, I mean, I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if we go from the how we how we distinguish or how we how we start at the beginning, but the um, <clears throat> you know the new novice chase race this year, which is now going to be called the Sportsman next year, huge success. Yeah. I mean, I, that was this is its second year. Uh, first year there was yeah. a handful of cars. Second year, uh, I mean, I think there's maybe eight or eight to ten cars out in the novice division. Uh, of course, the ra the the pro chase race. I think that's still going to be called the chase pro chase race that should be you know had upwards of 20 20 25 cars in it that, that i had witnessed i had a lot of mechanical and uh overcoming a lot of obstacles i love doing the chase race and uh i was unable to perform like i did my rookie year um 
but you know, the Graybill family is very happy that, that, that my wife, Heidi, she was third last year and she was second this year. So that's great. Um, it's, it's a family affair. That's, that's what's important. And, you know, you guys are kind of the poster ch- children for uh, Audubon families, not only in karting and racing, but just in participating. And, and we want to see more of that, but yeah, the member race series is just growing and not only in, um, in how it's impacting our members, but you know, we've got a reputation nationwide. Uh, when you talk with some of the other club track organizers and owners, uh, they really look up to us with a lot of respect. Um, you know, they first laughed about how big our rule book was and they realized that there's a real good value behind that to really put the, the effort in ahead of time and to make a safe series, because, uh, that's, that's one of the things we're really proud of. And I, I tell you, it's standing out in the rather, rather cool weather of Oktoberfest weekend and seeing 37 Miatas racing for the first corner. That's pretty impressive. Now, you know, you love them or hate them, Miatas, maybe they sound silly and okay, they're not as sexy as a, as a Ferrari or whatever, but uh, to see 37 of them battling for the, for the win, it's just, it says that there's a lot of activity at Autobahn in the racing world. Uh, and you don't have to race, obviously, to love the, the club, but uh, it's fun to watch. It's it's uh, it's got to be a blast to go out there and race. I mean, I'm no racer, so I, I wouldn't know, but it sure looks like a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> I saw on a T-shirt once. I think it said the answer to all racing questions is Mazda. So <laughs> you know the answer. Is I wish Mazda I could, I wish I could get a, a commission off of every new member that comes through, and I tell them to buy a Miata, and they crinkle their nose up and they say, "Why would I want to do that?" You know, even if they've got the means to buy something much more expensive or impressive or higher horsepower or whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm just a dope. I'm just a sales guy. I don't know the le- my left hand from the right when it comes to racing. But I've heard enough instructors and members and people at the club say, you know, go yeah, for a Miata. And I, I've seen it. You see, I mean, there's got to be over 100 of them floating around the club. And you can't swing a dead cat without hitting one. So it, it, it got to be pretty popular. Not that I condone swinging dead cats, by the way. I support this message. But it, it's just, it's great to see those things out there. And, and uh, you know, all colors and sizes and styles. And it's great. So. 37, you know, every, you know, weekend or, you know, every time we have a big race, that's, that's awesome to see that many cars going around the track. And, you know, from first to last, the distance is not substantial. It's good. Right. It's there, you know, the guys that are up front, are, there's a reason they're up front, but there right. is racing in like eight cars, every eight cars, there's a little group of eight cars and they're battling their little eight. And it's, you know, so it doesn't matter, I guess, because I sat there and I watched it from a garage hall and literally was watching them like, there's a group of really great drivers and then the, the, the secondary drivers and the tertiary and the, you know, and they were all battling and you could tell when they got off the track, oh, I had you in that turn, you know, they were 27th in line, but they thought right. that, you know, we we're battling for first or second. And right. that's the great yeah. thing about it. Yeah. And they all went home that night, healthy and strong. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a safe race is, is always a better race. Uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's really a proud moment to see that many cars out there and the fun that everyone had at the podium after all the races finished and, and, uh, you know, we, we threw one heck of a party, I have to say, for Oktoberfest, a great way to end the most bizarre year, hopefully ever, in history. Uh, but, you know, still safe and spaced out and distanced. And, 
you know, we had great attendance, but there was never a time when people were looking around and saying, oh, so we would be really shouldn't be doing this, should we? No, everything was really well done. And, and Peggy, you know, kudos to Peggy Gerdes, our executive chef and her, her hospitality team for putting together some amazing food that, uh, you know, I think makes the club even more a great reason to come out and have fun. It's just a great place to socialize. But, uh, you know, we threw one heck of a party, I have to say. Yeah. John and I could do a whole podcast weekly on the food. I think you should. I would, I would <laughs> volunteer my services. You know, here's Ron eating yet another plate of Peggy's specialties. And, and, so you're you know, looking forward the, towards the summer, the winter break. So that the, 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 the weight from Peggy that she puts on you from all the food, you can, you know, take that off during the winter. Most people well, put that, winter weight on. Ron takes it off because he's not eating great food. Yeah, I'm sitting there at the at the kitchen door knocking. Is anyone in there? You know, my <laughs> breath is fogging up the windows, and and uh, it's not around. But uh, we miss her. But we'll we'll see her back again in the spring, and look forward to just another great season of, of amazing cuisine. Yeah, boy, that boy, that pretzel, the German Bavarian pretzel. Oh, oh my gosh! Uh, please bring that back. Please, if you're. Peggy, I know you listen, so please bring that back. Uh, the new French yeah. fries, amazing. You know how I love French fries. Uh, Ron, uh, you don't, you don't take the winter off. You guys keep plugging away and you keep working. And, uh, sometimes it's more, you're more busy than, than through the year. So you guys will be back at it. We do have a couple more weeks. I guess the club's going to be around for a couple more weeks and open for member lapping. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be open through November 8th. We are going to take one day off because this nasty bug kind of threw a wrench in the works for our employee appreciation day that was scheduled for November 1st. Uh, we're really disappointed because the staff works so hard. We want to acknowledge everyone that from the top to the bottom that works hard. And, and we had to cancel the, the, the uh, event on November 1st, but uh, kind of as a give back and a thank you to the staff, they're not going to have to work that day. We, we, uh, we are going to take that day off as far as operationally, but we will be open the following week after that, all the way through the 8th of November. And we're not going to say weather dependent. We're going to stay very positive. And hope that the, we have, uh, you can't say Indian summer anymore, can you? Uh, but whatever no. they call it, where the weather is really nice. Can. can you? I just did. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so again, you know, I support this message. Uh, the, the, uh, the weather hopefully will be good. We'll have some good turnout. So, hey, Autobahn members, come out to the club all the way to the end on November 8th. That whole week, we're going to have uh, just the usual suspects out there. We'll have great food. Uh, we won't have any racing, but we'll have great open lapping. The cart circuit will be open. Uh, so it'll be some great times and uh, it'll be a great way to end the season strong. So we're looking forward to that. But yeah, the off season is just as busy, if not busier for us in the office. Obviously, we do a lot of, of maintenance that we can't do during the season. Uh, but from a sales and marketing point of view, operational meetings, all kinds of things going on, uh, we're happy to say that we we pretty much have all of 2021's weekends already accounted for. And this, again, is a testament to the demand for circuit rental, which is a big part. A lot of organizations and clubs and manufacturers, driving experiences, they want to come to Autobahn because they always have great results. So uh, as a result of that, we're sending contracts out as we speak. And uh, nearly every single weekend in 2021 is already accounted for. So, you brought it um, up. You know I'm going to ask it. Give me a, yeah, can we have ahead. a couple surprises? Can you, can you tell me one or two things that, you know, the Audubon people need to look forward to next year? Oh, the headphones died. Darn it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not, you, you must be cutting out. I'm so sorry. I, 
I, I, I think you said something about uh, what else we do in the off season. Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, we also make some plans to hook up some new members. I've actually got three members that I talked to, prospective members that that uh, that they said, "Oh boy, come spring, I'm going to join." So we'll do our best to uh, to get them to connect soon. We do have some great things that go on in off season. We've got our annual member meeting. We'll start try and figure out how to do that safely and and, and bug free. Uh, our Kart Track Expo, which uh, we returned to that world again in uh, last season, it was just a huge success. Um, you know, we want to continue that. We're also looking, here's here's uh, something we're working on that nobody else has heard about, and maybe I'm sticking my foot in my mouth, but we're looking to do a karting expo. Uh, karting obviously has become such a tremendous part of the club. We've done our, our track car expo, which brings everything from Miatas and Radicals to G cars and open wheel cars and and the garages that build and support them to uh, a retail program for prospective members uh, we're now going to do a karting expo we haven't set a date yet uh, but we want to plan something in our off season to bring folks in that are interested in getting involved in karting and kart racing at autobahn and what better way to do it than to have a gathering in the in the dead of winter and bring folks out and put some good food in front of them and some speakers and some information to learn more about carding. So that's something we want to do in our off season as well, but yeah, it's busy. It's going to be a busy off season. We really don't have an off season. It's just operational season and planning season and uh, it just keeps going. So we're excited. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into making the gates open again on April 1st, but uh, we're looking forward to it. I know that, in addition to that, we'd usually have some type of winter type events, and uh, I hope that those will continue. I tried to uh, get some inside information today before we went on the air, and I was unable to pull that out of the planners, but uh, there's some stuff in the planning. <laughs> I have had a wonderful time at different events, whether it was rally cross or um, just uh, the off-road events and or the, uh, the Christmas uh, party. Christmas party, Christmas party and the yeah. um, autocross that we did in the parking lot that one I mean, it was a, it was different times, but it's, it's, it's an absolute yeah. blast. So, um, Hey Ron, so how, how can people get a hold of you? Well, I'm, uh, I'm always in the corner office hiding away, uh, you know, trying to, to stay busy. Uh, so, uh, you know, pretty much Monday through Friday, you know where to find me. Uh, you can reach me uh, by email, Ron at autobahncc.com. Or you can give me a call, uh, 815-823-8570 is my direct office line. Uh, but uh, I'd love to talk with uh, anyone who's got questions. If you're not a member yet and you want to learn how to interact either as a member or if you're interested in getting involved in some of the driving programs, if you have a teen that needs to get in their teen driving academy, uh, as well as if you're interested in karting, there's an awful lot of cool stuff going on. A lot of exciting things happening in 2021. And, uh, and you know, you, you mentioned off-road, John. That's one of the things that we did have to kind of put a pin in that we're still trying to make some plans for next year is an off-road experience. And uh, I'm not going to mention the name of the brand or brands, but we had had some pretty high-level meetings with some manufacturers that were looking to give us some aggressive vehicles that we could use year-round in off-road experiences for members and for corporate entertainment. So uh, I'll put that out to our uh, manufacturer partners. We really want to do that. We really want to make this happen. Our members love to drive any kind of vehicle in any kind of environment possible. And we've got this beautiful off-road facility that a lot of people didn't even know existed. 
thanks to our friends from Porsche this past uh, season with the road show that came through, they ran Cayennes and Macans out on the off-road course, believe it or not, for all you Porsche guys that you have to drive on the pavement. Um, but the track has been groomed and it's a, it's a really cool, challenging kind of environment. And, and we're looking to see if we can put something together uh, that could be a year-round experience driving some amazing off-road vehicles. Uh, most people have an off-road SUV or something, and they never even get it dirty. It stays in the mall parking lot, but we want to get them dirty. So uh, that's hey. one thing that, that we're looking to do. So And a lot um, of great that, new vehicles coming out. For, for oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, some exciting things will happen in 2021. But first, we're going to finish off 2020. We're going to do it strong. We're going to do it uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of help from our members that have been loyal over the months. And thanks so much to them, and uh, to our staff. Uh, it's just been really cool to be a part of the club. All right, Ron. Well, we're going to, Mark and I are going to stay on here and do a little, a little recap. I know that I've overran. Okay. I, I had you scheduled and I, I took a little bit more of your time. I do appreciate that uh, coming to us here for our final podcast of the 2020 season. So Ron Dabish, uh, thanks again. Thanks for being on the show and we look forward to seeing you at the club. My pleasure. Thanks guys. We'll see, talk to you soon. Thank you. And so, uh, producer Mark, here we are at our last show, our 51st show uh, of uh, the Audubon Country Club podcast. Pretty exciting. I can't believe it's been, it's been 50 shows, but it has. We're going to take a little hiatus from uh, releasing podcasts, but just like the office guys and planners at the club, we'll continue to plan and continue to interview. I have a few interviews already lined up and I can't wait to get those accomplished and in the books as we run into the 2020 season 2021 season here in April so um, looking back what 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 are kind of some of the highlights that you you have I can kind of see you know from from the McFarland family you know kind of some cool things what what, what do you look back and, and and you know what are your memories of this year You know what my my biggest memory is as we all sort of moved apart from each other the 6 feet of distance and all that distancing how closely the club came together and how many neat events and the times that we spent out there with our families or by ourselves it didn't matter um meeting new friends um you know seeing great new cars that I you know my dream cars my son's dream cars but, you know, just the different vehicles coming in and just the great camaraderie. You know, I focus a lot of my time, as you know, down at the cart track um, and the camaraderie uh, of the cart track uh, was amazing. So I, that, that to me was what I take away from this year. I mean, there are some funny things I, I, I remember, you know, sitting up in the Missig uh, uh, balcony and somebody pulling a rainbow umbrella out and spinning the rainbow umbrella so that. Jordan suddenly has to make an emergency pit stop and then get back into the race during a radical race. I thought that was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, and how, and how the young kids uh, at the Autobahn cart circuit, you just see them kind of running together. You know, the juniors all piled under the Graybeal golf cart driving around, you know, the rookies, all cuddled up together and even the kid carts, you know, they have their little group 
And I, you know, my son next year is to moving up to senior and, you know, starting to, you know, talk to some of the seniors. And at the end of the, the season last race, like, you know, three or four of the seniors came up and they're like, you know, Spencer, we're really excited about you coming up racing with us and against us. You're going to add a new element and, and a lot of fun. And we expect you up at the front with us. So, you know, he, he's got already got that little weight on his shoulder and, you know, he's looking forward to that. So that's my takeaways. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, think as I mentioned early on, I mean, I, it kind of started as um, a little rough, but the season, once it, once it kicked off, once we got into June, it was, it was like normal. I mean, normal, I say, you know, we were there, we were racing, and we were really going at it. The Graybill family was there a lot. Um, you know, we saw some, you know, from, from my family side, you know, we saw some, some great growth. Uh, I think probably, and I hate to bring up a disappointment, but you know, Heidi and I went into the open division of the cart of the cart uh, competition for the championships. I was up by ten points, and and I think not only me, uh, but you know, Heidi was really looking forward to that last battle on the track. And I think everybody, you know, all the fans and you might say, or if I can pat myself on the back, wanted to come out and see who was going to win that race, you know, and it was down to the last race who was going to win. And it ended up being a rain race. We don't have rain tires. So we did go out and try to go around the track. And it was just, um, you know, it just turned out, it was just, it was, that was a big letdown. If I had a letdown and that disappointment is the fact that Heidi and I didn't get to really race for the championship uh, in the last race as, um, but you know, we, we have next year and we'll see what next year will, will bring. And for the karting side of the house at the Graybill family, hopefully a lot more car racing, uh, for us. So, uh, I learned a lot about car racing, uh, this year and made a car switch and tried some things. Uh, I, I did enjoy the, the competition school that was, I, I learned a lot the competition school and, um, learned a lot about getting a Miata ready for racing and look forward to, you know, what we're going to do this spring. Um, maybe before the club even opens up in the Miata area and how that all translates to, to this season. I am looking forward to, to sim racing here. Sim racing should kick off here probably in a couple weeks. And I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, you know, it's the only race you can do where you can grab a beer and uh, jump in a car and, and go race. <laughs> that, that's giving me an idea. I, you know, it's uh, I, uh, I, I'm really excited about 2021. I mean, the obvious besides that, I think I think the club is going to really we we came out of a year that, you know, truthfully and honestly, I had a little fear about. I'm like, what's this going to be? I mean, not, no, you know, not going to hide any, pull any punches. And, uh, I think the club really stood up and said, we're going to, you know, attack this, this, this virus the, the right way and appropriately. And, you know, using the rules that the government put up ahead of us and they, they did a wonderful job and they were able to put people together in rooms that you never thought were going to exist. We got out to race, we had fun. So I think taking what we did this year and really kind of, and I forgot, maybe it was either Basso or Cunningham that said something about, you know, really just a hundred percent focus on the club 
and and building that family back up to where it's always been, but even more, you know, closer knit and taking that and then adding these other things on top of it. I'm thrilled about what the club's going to look like in 2021. I mean, it's, it's going to be excellent. You know, you know, you, you bring up a good point. You know, we are humans and um, we are, we're dealing with some adversity, but we did, I think, you know, we, we still uh, unified we, you know, took all the recommendations and guidelines and we applied those, but we were still humans and we still got to be with each other and we still got to enjoy life. And, you know, the club's a big, a big part of, uh, of our lives and I really enjoyed it. So I, uh, I think that if, uh, you, you know, prospective members are in fact listening, that, that, that was Ron's job to do the sales pitch, but boy, this is the place to be because we sure, I think, knocked it out of the park this year. And you may have to edit this, so edit. There'll be a stop there. I can't um, edit. Don't edit. That takes too long. Don't know. I, <laughs> oh. Well, I, I don't. I don't think we ever had a COVID warning, even at the club that I heard of. That, that I don't think you know the guests, the employees, the, the the members. I I never. I don't believe we had an issue with anyone. Getting, coming to the club and then, you know, contract tracing and all that other fun stuff coming back and say, Oh, I got it at the club. I don't, I don't remember hearing anything about that. So um, I think the club did a wonderful job protecting us yeah, as much as they can. So I look forward so, to some, kudos some, to them. some pretzels and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, at producer Mark, I we think- have a lot of work. Thank you. We have a lot of work ahead of us for 2021, <laughs> my brother. We have some fun stuff planned. We have some interesting things. Um, if I'm going to gloat, we have some ideas that we're going to make the podcast even a little more interactive. Um, you know, making sure that you listen from the beginning to the end. Uh, I've come up with some things that John's, you know, scratching his hair going, dude, seriously, you're going to make me do more work. And but I think when you guys hear the podcast in 2021, um, I'm thrilled about it. John has got some great guests, and I put some guests out. Well, there goes first, man. <laughs> Are you back? Oh, you didn't hear a word? <laughs> we, we heard it. Now I am going to have to edit it. Now I am going to have to edit it. Uh, hey, we're coming up on our, on our time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the support for the podcast. And we'll see you in 2021. April 1st, baby. Let those engines roar. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.